Welcome to Cardiff City Church Podcast. We're a Pentecostal church in the center of Cardiff, dedicated to bringing hope in the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us today as we listen to a word brought to us by our pastoral team. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you have brought us together as one through your son, Jesus. And we have put our trust in him. He's the reason that we live. And so today we celebrate. Amen. Well, great to have you join us online as we today finish our series, Fix Your Eyes, where we've been looking at a kingdom response to our current crisis. Uh, We've been looking over the last few weeks at really how uh, this crisis has perhaps challenged our faith in God and in his goodness. We've also looked at how we can continue to foster good mental well-being and we've also looked at the whole issue around what does it look like to have a society that's fairer and more equitable and today I want to put a spotlight on our relationships, our relationships considering how pain and strain can affect the way that we relate to each other. But more than getting stuck on the problems, I want to offer some hope today, of course. And here is my message for today. Your relationships are strengthened when Jesus is present. Your relationships are strengthened when Jesus is present. Some UK charity findings over the last few weeks have revealed the effect that the coronavirus epidemic is having on our relationships as we are under lockdown. Here are some findings. Refuge reported a 50% increase in calls in April on its National Domestic Abuse Helpline. Childline reported a 20% rise in calls in April where children were reporting experiencing abuse at home. Mental Health Foundation found in April that 24% of people were experiencing loneliness at this time and that figure rises to 44% amongst 18 to 24-year-olds. The Relate charity found that 24% of parents are saying their children's behaviour has become an issue since they were stuck at home. 27% said that Those in a relationship with another partner are finding them irritating right now, perhaps slightly amusing, but in reality, of course, not easy. Uh, And some good news amongst that lot of bad news that 43% of those currently living with a partner saying that this experience has brought them closer. So whether the facts are positive or negative, The effects of lockdown on our relationships is that everything is more intense. So I want to look at a passage from the Gospel of John today, uh, John chapter 11 verses 1 to 44. Now a man named Lazarus was ill. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay ill, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is ill. When he heard this, Jesus said, this illness will not end in death. 
No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. And jumping to verse 17. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who has come into the world. And then to verse 32. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Jesus once more, deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odour, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth round his face. And Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your holy word. We honour it. We choose today to learn from it and apply it to our lives. Amen. So what can we learn from the story that we have just read? Jesus comes into this very intense situation in the village of Bethany, just outside of Jerusalem. And it was already risky for Jesus to be near Jerusalem at this time because the religious leaders wanted him dead. And Lazarus, Mary and Martha are adult siblings who live together and they are close friends of Jesus. But Lazarus has got very ill and has died before Jesus has arrived. And everyone is distraught and the atmosphere is fraught with emotion. So what does he do? What can we learn from what Jesus does 
in this intense situation. Number one, when relationships are strained, Jesus brings reassurance. Jesus brings reassurance. We, we see the way that he related to Martha. Martha is an activist. She's always on the go. We can see this from this story and from elsewhere in the Gospels. She's the first one to go to Jesus when she hears that he is about to arrive. And she's clearly a worrier. We, we read that when Jesus wanted the gravestone removed, that she's the one that says, no, don't, because the smell will be awful after four days. And she's also someone that seems to value just frank expressions of the truth. She responds to Jesus when when he says that he is the Messiah and she reiterates that and says, yes, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God. What is Jesus' response in this situation to Martha? He reassures her with the truth. He says, your brother will rise again. And he really was not just talking about in the last days when when Jesus returns again. He was talking about that moment. He was bringing reassurance, even though she initially misunderstood it. And he spends time communicating with her. Right now, many of us are experiencing frustration in our current lockdown. And you probably need to be reassured And what better than to have the reassurance of the voice of Jesus? I want to encourage you to start your day with Jesus. Many of us have the the rhythm of a personal devotion or a time with God each day where we will pray and read from the Bible. That is one sure way of experiencing the reassuring voice of Jesus. And if you've got out the habit of having personal time with God, it might just be for 10 minutes. Can I encourage you to start that once again? You know, with his reassurance, Jesus was communicating truth to Martha. And uh, she responds by saying, I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Let me ask you, how could you speak truth and life into your relationships? I always remember being told by my parents that I should speak the truth, but they didn't just finish there. They said, speak the truth in love and with wisdom. Speak the truth in love and with wisdom. You know, instead of simmering over an issue or a misunderstanding. How could you communicate the truth to someone that you are in relationship with? How could you do it graciously? You know, we're always encouraged, aren't we, to avoid absolutes. You never or you always. Those never help uh, and they always end up making things worse. But when we graciously think about how we communicate, we can express how we honestly feel Uh, while still allowing someone to consider what you have today. You know, when Jesus turns up, tension, if you like, turns down. And Jesus knows how to communicate reassurance to Martha so that her tension gets released and she is able to know afresh that Jesus, who is her Messiah, will make all things good. So Jesus reassures you. Jesus brings reassurance.
Number two, when relationships are strained, Jesus brings release. Uh, let's look at Mary and how Jesus responds to Mary. We see that Mary is a very different character to Martha. She's a reflector. She's someone who seems to feel very deeply, maybe someone that we might describe as wearing their heart on their sleeve. And she, she seems to very openly express her emotions. She's got mourners with her, we read. So as she's mourning the loss of her brother, she's got friends around her who are mourning and crying with her. In Jewish custom, in fact, sometimes families would actually hire mourners and musicians. It was part of the cultural experience of going through a healthy mourning. And so Mary is very openly emotional in this situation. And so she then falls at Jesus' feet when she meets him. Uh, she's clearly a very demonstrative kind of person and she's weeping again and again. And what's Jesus' response? It says he was deeply moved. He reached out with compassion. And then we go on to read what is known as the shortest verse in the Bible, that Jesus wept. Jesus wept. And we don't exactly know all of the reasons why Jesus wept. Some different people think different things, but clearly it was because he had compassion, certainly for Mary, but also for the loss of Lazarus and also for Martha. And so Jesus wept. And so we see Jesus' humanity in this moment. He had great compassion. And right now, Jesus wants to bring a release of compassion into your heart too. You know, situations that we have all been dealing with over these last weeks in lockdown have meant that perhaps we feel uh, dried out or harried we feel as though perhaps some of our compassion has worn a bit thin. And, and, and that can just be because of the wearing down of, of the intensity of our situation. But I believe that, that Jesus wants to release fresh compassion to you. How might that happen? Well, we, we know an old hymn which says that we're to bring everything to God in prayer. There's something cathartic about actually praying aloud don't just internalize your prayers, but express your prayers aloud to God and allow him to bring a release of those burdens as you bring it before him. So perhaps you're going to pray for a friend or loved ones. Just bring those needs and those concerns before him and allow him to bring fresh compassion to your heart for those situations. And can I also encourage you to sing? You know, just there's also something very releasing about the fact that as we sing, it brings fresh joy and even sometimes a release of emotion. Um, I was listening to a recording of some worship of our church a number of months ago and it released emotion in me. I think just the sheer joy of seeing people together worshipping God. So how can you and I release compassion into our relationships? Well, 1 Peter 1.22 says that we're to love one another deeply from the heart, deeply from the heart. Perhaps you've heard of the love languages made famous over the last few years by the writer Gary Chapman. And uh, these 
five love languages are physical touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time, and receiving gifts. Each of us has different ways in which we prefer to give or receive love. And how might you practice uh, expressing your love, releasing compassion to others through one or more of these love languages? Perhaps you feel like your emotional capacity has been strained or reduced in this time. Well, can I encourage you that as you step out in exercising and showing love, I believe your heart will expand uh, because love that comes from God is not limited. There's an endless supply. Well, so number one, we've talked about the fact that Jesus brings reassurance to our relationships. Number two, that Jesus brings release. And then number three, when relationships are strained, Jesus brings reawakening, reawakening. Let's look at Lazarus now. Well, he doesn't have much to say in this passage. In fact, he has nothing to say that we have recorded, uh, but we can certainly learn from what we know about him. He was a dear brother to Martha and Mary, and they're distraught at his death. And uh, he's become ill, and then of course he's tragically died and he's now been dead for four days. And we also know that he was a very close friend of Jesus. In verse three, we read, uh, that Martha and Mary sent word to Jesus and said, Lord, the one you love is ill. Uh, or it could be better translated as the one that you dearly love as a friend is ill. And what is the response of Jesus to Lazarus? Well, first, he talks out loud to his father in front of the gathered mourners, in front of the grave. And uh, so we, we know that he first of all talks to his father and then when the gravestone is removed, he calls out to Lazarus and he says, Lazarus, come out. In other words, Lazarus, come back to life and come out. And uh, imagine the crowd's astonishment when that took place. Wow, I am guessing that no one there had ever seen someone return to life. And wouldn't you and I be astonished if we saw that today? I pray that this will be the day in which we see more people come back to life because of the power of God. So God loves to reawaken those relationships that perhaps seem like they're dead or are lifeless. Perhaps there's a loved one in your life and, and things between you got strained and, and perhaps now the relationship is even non-existent. You know, it could be a spouse whose relationship is there, but it's functional and the, the, the affection and the love seems to have gone. Or, or perhaps it's a child that won't talk to you anymore or a friend who's fallen out with you some time ago over a misunderstanding. You know, first, bring that relationship to Father, just like Jesus brought Lazarus to his Father's attention. You know, his words to his Father were, Father, I know that you have heard me. And so you can say the same thing to your Father in heaven. Father, as I bring this relationship before you, I know that you have heard me. And, uh, you know, he hears the cry of your heart, and he longs for things to change too. 
And then remove any barriers that you can. What did Jesus do? He he ordered for the stone, the gravestone, to be removed because it was a barrier to Lazarus coming out of the tomb. Are there any barriers in your relationship that you need to sort? Uh, it wasn't going to be Lazarus that moved the stone. It had to be people outside of the tomb. So are there barriers that you need to remove? Is it that you need to forgive someone, perhaps? Um, or is it that actually you need to pray into the sin that's blinding someone from seeing the truth? In Colossians 3.13, we read, Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgiveness is so often a key in a broken relationship. And then as God leads you, and I do say that uh, very specifically, if and as he leads you, then pray for them to spiritually come back to life. Pray for the relationship to come back to life. And then allow him to speak to you about what is right in terms of the next step. Perhaps it's to wait. It's not always instant, but it may be that God wants you to wait and to keep praying and to keep trusting him. Maybe it's that you should get in touch. You should take the first step. Maybe that you need to exercise one of those love languages that I was talking about earlier. So let me just remind you again about what we can learn from Jesus in this story of Martha, Mary and Lazarus coming back to life. First of all, in our relationships, Jesus brings reassurance. Jesus brought reassurance to Martha. Take time to listen to his voice every day and speak the truth in love and with wisdom. Number two, in our relationships, Jesus brings release and Jesus wants to release fresh compassion into your heart if you feel tired and wearied. And think about how you could exercise the love languages that I described earlier. You know, your first step perhaps in uh, perhaps uh, spending some quality time with someone or buying them a gift, um, that could be something that really opens someone's heart and that will be very special indeed. And then number three, Jesus in our relationships brings reawakening. Bring before the Father those relationships that seem lifeless or broken. And then you remove the barriers that you know still are in the way and then call them back to life. I want to invite you also in this moment, if you've never given your life to Jesus, I want to tell you that I sincerely believe that living for him for the rest of your life is not only the best thing, but it's the safest thing, it's the most enjoyable thing. And uh, I want to give you an opportunity to do that now. Or perhaps you know that really you're not walking with Jesus currently and you want to make a meaningful decision to follow him afresh. Well, I'd love to invite you to pray this prayer with me. And that will be perhaps the beginning of your journey. So pray these words with me now. Jesus, I am reassured today that you love me. I believe that you died and you rose again. Release me from the bondage of sin that keeps me spiritually dead. Awaken me to new spiritual life. Live in me and fill me by your Holy Spirit. 
I choose to live for you from this day forward. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or you made a meaningful decision to pray, uh, to commit to follow him afresh, then we would love to help you in this next step. And so you can chat right now to our online pastors or you can go to our website, citychurchcardiff.com forward slash next. We'd love you to, to go there so that we can help you grow in your relationship with Jesus. And let me finish by also praying for our relationships. Each one of us have many different relationships with friends and with family, and we want God to bless them. We want God to heal them. We want God to, in this time where it's been very intense, to do something very special. So let me pray now. Father, just as Jesus came to you for Lazarus, his friend, we come to you now for our relationships. I pray for those needing reassurance, for those feeling alone, those stressed at home, juggling work and children, and especially, Lord, for those who are suffering abuse. Will you bring your comfort and your protection? I pray for release, Father, for those feeling wearied. Would you release new compassion into their hearts and release, I pray, joy into friendships and marriages and families today. I pray that there would be joy in the Holy Spirit in every home in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And I pray for reawakening where relationships have become broken and lifeless. Lead us, God, to remove any of the barriers that have gotten away and to see life return so that you get lots of glory. And we thank you, Father, Jesus and Holy Spirit for showing us what true united relationship looks like and for inviting us into friendship with you. We love you and I ask your blessing on each person in the name of Jesus. Amen. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. To find out more, visit our website at citychurchcardiff.com or find us on social media.